Welcome to this episode of Consider It Blacklit. I am Kim Singleton, your host. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays featuring African-Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to have the COO and president of Supernatural Inc., a 21st century multimedia company that creates films, music, fashion, and technology. Please welcome Janal Mecca Holmes. Welcome. Hello, hello, and I'm very honored to be here. Thanks for that uh, great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are happy to have you and we are excited to learn more about you and your company. So I'd like my audience to get to know who I'm talking to. So tell us, give us a brief background about who you are and how you came to be in multimedia. Absolutely. So, so as you mentioned, I am Janelle Mecca Holmes. Um, I actually started out as a hip hop artist. Uh, on Chuck D's uh, independent label, uh, which was referred to at the time um, as Slam Jams. So Chuck had an independent label and um, I was in a group called Most Hi-Fi. And um, so it was me and my partner, uh, Big Vel, Lavelle Hewitt, uh, DJ, DJ Frost. And um, we uh, had that experience uh, in being a part of one of his first labels. And um, from there, you know, it was just a dream working with uh, one of my heroes. Um, you know, Chuck is a, a great friend and mentor. Um, and at that time, um, he was just educating us on the business in regards to just music. And um, I took it a step further, uh, not only in music and production, but also uh, in managing. So I went from an artist to becoming like a manager of not only our group, but other groups uh, within that label. Uh, and then from that to me becoming the president of uh, that that label, um, and then within that time frame, I would say roughly 2007. You know, it's like hey, you know, there's a lot more we can do in regards to creating not just music but films and expanding into fashion, expanding into uh, education, and. Um, we did. We did it via a subsidiary, which became Supernatural INC. So it became one of the affiliate affiliated companies under Slam Jams, and it's pretty much grew into its own monster. Oh, very interesting. So talk a little more about Supernatural Inc. Like, what kind of projects are you producing? Um, just share whatever information you like about the company. It sounds very interesting. Well, you know, it, it definitely starts with like the upbringing, those those values where you you understand that you're placed on a planet not just for you, but for the greater good of all, you know, and including you know the ancestors, uh, their legacy, your legacy, and if you have children, your nieces and nephews and cousins and all of them, you know, their legacy, and uh, just people in the world. So it's just really important what you do, you know, make sure that it counts, you know. So that's been the mantra of Supernatural INC, um, our motto is revolutionize the globe. So to bring change to the globe, but with a purpose, not to be preachy, but you know, just to deliver things with purpose and content that's going to 
make a positive difference. So we've done that through music projects. Um, we've done that through film. Um, we released a film last year called the Evolution Initiative. Um, that was an international film uh, in which we addressed the history of the N-word. Uh, these, uh, <laughs> these white kids uh, at the school in the UK uh, thought it was cool to use the N-word because they hear it in like, you know, certain rap music. I'm not going to say hip hop. I'll just say rap music because there's a difference between hip hop and rap. And um, they thought it was cool. So we had to educate them on the roots of that word, um, as well as enlighten them on the true history of Black people, like who we really are. And um, so that was that did pretty well. Um, we won a couple of awards for that, um, and that's actually you know currently on Two B TV, um, Voodoo, Fandango, and a few other platforms. Um, and just Friday, uh, we just released a brand new film called Surviving the Hill, and um, it addresses uh, drug addiction and recovery, and uh, it talks about you know just the roots of it. Um, the issues with it, as well as provide solutions towards it, um, how it affects everybody across the board. So um, pretty powerful film um, that was just released as of Friday. We had a big premiere um, at the Maryland Theater um, Saturday. It went pretty well. And um, currently um, on Amazon Prime, uh, Voodoo Fandango, another platform called Plex, and it will be on Tubi TV. So um, really uh, happy about that film. And in addition to that, there are two additional films that are being, um, one is a public enemy related project um, that deals with the S1Ws. Uh, if you're familiar with public enemy and S1Ws, um, it's, it's a documentary centered on their lives. You know, it obviously features Chuck D, the S1Ws, Flavor Flav, um, Ice Cube, Ice-T, uh, several other um, hip hop legends, Dougie Fresh, uh, DMC. Um, so that's happening. We're, roughly 80% complete with that one. And um, we're also starting the Easy Moby documentary. Uh, legendary producer Easy Moby of the notorious B.I.G. and Tupac fame, um, and two Grammys, one with Alicia Keys and one with the legendary Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. So actually be starting that um, during the big hip hop week in, uh, in New York between like August 9th and the 11th. Oh, wow. You have a lot going on. <laughs> but I do want to circle back to Surviving the Hill, because I think that's a very important topic because you it's a documentary and you uh, highlight uh, drug use and addiction. Talk a little bit about what inspired you to actually do this documentary and does it affect you personally, yourself or somebody in your family or someone close to you? Like, what was the impetus of you actually even wanting to pursue this documentary? Well, um, a business associate of mine um, was familiar with um, the gentleman in which the film is centered around, Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill is a phenomenal uh, human being. Um, they had an interesting journey in regards to recovery. Um, noted speaker, uh, speaks around the country in high demand. Um, also a successful attorney, but huge uh, you know, drug recovery advocate. And um, again, set that in the, in the film. Um, it's a play on his name, uh, Stephen Hill, Surviving the Hill. Uh, but the double meaning is that, you know, the biggest hill to climb is the one within. It's always the one within ourselves, you know? So um, 
so at first, you know, my, my business associate, Mark Holberman, had a relationship with Stephen Hill, said, hey, um, you should do a doc on Steve's life. And I said, you know, uh, um, you know I'm not really too interested because I was really focused on the public enemy project. And um, but starting to learn more about Stephen um, and then really understanding, you know, just the, the negative impact of, you know, fentanyl and opioids and drugs um, really, you know, around the world, not just the United States. It was compelling to me. On top of that, um, <laughs> I have a cousin um, who, um, and who is like a brother, um, but um, he was dealing with a heroin addiction and um, it just transformed him into this totally different person um, that was just really ugly to the point where I personally had to just cut him off. Um, you know, things that he would say and his behaviors. And I felt bad about it because it's somebody I love. And, you know, really getting an understanding about addiction and that it's really a disease that compromises, you know, the actual person that's, you know, going through the addiction. I realized that that wasn't his true nature, that he was really compromised by the addiction. It's truly a disease. So that inspired me to move forward with doing this film and learning more about addiction and understanding it as well as understanding some of the solutions. And, um, you know, it really changed my life. So that, you know, those were the inspirations. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. It's a, a very important topic that many of us struggle with, you know, especially if it's someone in your family, um, just go, probably going through the same emotions that you did with someone who you loved. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you for putting that out there. Um, I do want to talk a little more about the public enemy project that you're working on, but you had mentioned something that I want you to go a little more into a little more detail about. You said there's a difference between rap and hip hop. Tell our audience what the difference is. The difference between rap and hip hop is rap is what you do. Um, hip hop is a culture. It's it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's damn near a religion. So anybody can just rap and rhyme words without substance, but to embody hip hop, to embrace it, you gotta live and breathe it and honor it. And so that's why there's a difference between hip hop and rap. Oh. So there's a lot of rap music right now, but there's not too much hip hop. Thank you for that insight. I love it, I love it. So let's talk about the Public Enemy Project. Um, what inspired it to happen? Is it like something that ties along with the 50th anniversary of hip hop? Um, was it planned that way? You know, Just kind of tell us how it all came about. Well, um, it came about because I love them. <laughs> they're, they're my heroes. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're my heroes, man. I mean, this is, you know. So yeah, I just, you know, Chuck is, is, is a hero. Um, and the S1Ws, um, they're so important and they're so uh, underlooked in regards to their relevance. Um, just the image of uh, those brothers within the group um and what they represented in regards to discipline uh strength and and, and power um it, it just held things to a high standard for especially black men but for all men you know so when they're traveling around the world uh and you know you have someone in europe you know watching tv and they're seeing these crazy images of you know our people black people 
you know, with shenanigans. And then you see these disciplined brothers in uh, military gear and berets and marching and singing and being strong and spiritual and disciplined. It just changes the perception. And, and just during that time, you know, the whole thing with wearing the big gold chains and, you know, that people were taking them off and, you know, let me put on an African medallion. And so, yeah, the S1Ws uh, within Public Enemy, and of course, Public Enemy as a whole, um, they made history. They made history, not only in music, but in just culture and in, within humanity. So uh, it's just very important for me to share their story. And there's so many phenomenal testimonies from like these other um, hip hop legends and others that will be in the film. Um, just a phenomenal story that needs to be heard. Uh, I noticed that all the projects you do have a very important message for our community. When you're, when audiences come to see your films, your projects, et cetera, what message do you want them to take away with them? Um, I guess it's a, uh, a few things. Um, we're given limited time on this planet. Um, it's so important to make the best of it. So, you know, with the Evolve Evolution Initiative, you know, we have a platform to share a positive message, uh, you know, delivering the truth about Black culture, not just Black culture, but just respect in all cultures. It's very important. You know, you, you're given time on this planet, make it count make it bigger than you. Same thing with uh, surviving the hill. Um, you know, be empathetic, you know, to people. Um, have respect for their journey and their stories. And, you know, even with them individually, um, you know, they had some challenging lives and made some you know, interesting choices uh, that they've learned from. And so you can take away from those lessons and say, hey, you know what, I maybe I shouldn't go that route. Or if I'm condemning someone because they're doing that, uh, maybe I should, maybe I should be more empathetic towards their story and appreciative. So, you know, it's not being preachy in every, you know, film or project. It's just make it count. Make it like, don't don't waste your energy. Don't waste your breath. Um, you know, the same thing with the S1W project. Um, you know, just, those brothers, um, Brother James Norman, uh, Pop Diesel, <laughs> uh, James Baum, uh, Brother Roger, Brother Mike, um, shout out to Professor Griff, um, all those brothers, man, uh, within that group. And of course, Chuck Terminator and, um, and, and Flav and DJ Lord, um, they've made a huge impact on the world and their story needs to be shared and told. Yeah, definitely, they definitely did. Um, let's talk a little bit about the fashion portion of Supernatural Inc. Yeah. Um, so it started out, um, I was a fanatic of the name brand um, Mecca USA back in the day. So back in the day, you know, you had like the a lot of the quote unquote urban street brands. You had your FUBU, you had your Color Canine, and then you had Mecca. You know, Mecca was like the epitome of, you know, New York fashion, like, of course, uh, in 5% lingo. Um, if you're familiar with the 5% Nation, uh, Mecca means Manhattan, New York. You know? So it's a play on Mecca, you know, in the Middle East, as well as Mecca, New York, the Mecca of, you know, hip hop and things of that nature. So I loved it. Um, also loved the name. So that became, that's where the Janal Mecca Homes came from. 
Um, loved it so much that Mecca recognized what I was doing through hip hop and some of the business I was doing back then. And we collaborated where we, um, you know, collaborated on a lot of t-shirt designs. Uh, and from there, um, you know, we started doing things where, hey, Supernatural should have his own brand. So the Supernatural brand evolved into Supernatural Southern Clothing. And so we're going to be re-releasing that uh, probably spring of 2024. But we'll be dropping little gems here and there um, in regards to t-shirts and jeans. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Love it, love it, love it. Um, do you have, I know you've done so many things, but do you have a dream project that you would like to do that you have not done already or may not necessarily have the resources to do? If you had unlimited, unlimited resources, what project would you like to do? Well, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's a project called Enter the Akata. So it's um, Akata is A-K-A-T-A. -A -A. Um, Akata is slang uh, from Africans primarily out of Nigeria and Ghana. And that's how they refer to Black people in America, Akata. Akata means someone, someone from here, but not born from here. Basically, you know, equating it to Black people in America. Um, it's also known, known as a stray cat. You know, it's like a cat that was here and then they straight away went somewhere else. So I think, um, so the film is the documentary, uh, it's based on me going to Ghana, um, showing the importance of uh, the relationship that we black people should have from America with those in Africa. Um, making that connection to, you know, Ghana, to Nigeria, to Senegal, whatever your ancestry, you know, you're, you're, you're tied to. I mean, just really learning about African history um, and tying it into our history and making that connection because there's just a huge gap. You know, there's a divide. You know, it's you know, you have some people that are appreciative of black people in, in Africa, and you have some people that are like, "Oh, those black Americans," <laughs> you know, and then you got us in here over here in America. Oh, you know, them Africans. And it's like, no, we're, we're all the same, you know, whether it's on the continent of Africa, whether it's Jamaica, whether it's Haiti, we're all the same. We all come from there. We just got to recognize that and appreciate it and embrace it. So it's really uh, embracing our culture, our heritage and honoring it, showing it, showing that, hey, our history is more than just slavery. Like Black history didn't start with slavery. It started with us being the you know, the masters of this universe, the fathers and mothers of civilization, um, and just teaching humanity how to be civilized. <laughs> and I think it's got lost into the sauce. And, um, you know, so it's about bringing that back. So that's that's the project I want to do. That's the passion project. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's slowly being chipped away. Ch yeah. Chipping at it, yeah. Okay, okay. More to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I understand that you went to Clark Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. It's an HBCU. Tell yeah. our audience how your experience at um, Clark Atlanta shaped you as a person and in your career. <sighs> um, best experience in my life. Um, that's a, a huge part of my foundation. Um, I, I live and breathe CAU. Um, the whole motto, um, I'll find a way or make one. That's something I, I, I live by and I'm on the dive, dive by. Like you don't wait for opportunities to come your way. Like you, if 
you know, if there's not a way, you got to create it. And that was taught, you know, day one at Clark Atlanta. Like if you've been to an HBCU, you know about the financial aid system. <laughs> yes, I went to Howard University, so I know oh, yeah. very so well. The struggle's real. <laughs> so the struggle's real. And uh, so day one, and I went uh, in the 90s. Um, so when I went, um, the Rodney King verdict happened. Um, we were dealing with riots. Um, we were dealing with, you know, Georgia State troopers trying to keep students inside of our campus from going downtown, marching against the Ku Klux Klan. It was actually marching downtown. They were trying to keep us in, and we're like fighting Georgia State troopers with bias. So it's phenomenal. And there's just a lot of um, just great energy that, come, that came out of that school from, you know, film directors, you know, Brian Barber. Um, I forgot the sister from the brand new heavies, you know, there's DJ Mars, there's, you know, well, um, Guru from Gangstar, he actually went to um, Morehouse, but, you know, he was there when I was there. And um, uh, Barris, um, uh, the director of Blackish, like, it's just, just a long list of those. Uh, Pinky, uh, Slutty Vegan, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Slutty Vegan, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's like, so it's just, when you go there, you know, it's just instilled in you. You, know, you find a way or make one. And, you know, I'm just trying to live up to that, uh, you know, that model. Tell our audience, what advice would you give to young people who are just starting out, who wanted to get into multimedia and be successful like you are? You know, find a way or make one. Um, a, a lot of times, you know, we as individuals, we want to seek approval from everywhere, you know, but it starts within. You know, just because, you know, this particular company says, well, no, it doesn't fit. You know, you're not good enough, um, whether it's a job or whether it's a production deal or any opportunity. That means you go inside of yourself and you create and you build your own. You know, don't focus on <laughs> instant gratification. Like we're in that generation where, you know, we're looking at our social media do they like it? Do I have at least, you know, my 100 likes today? It's like, no, you got to be strong. You got to look at, look within, you know, and, um, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a man of, of God, the creator, the most high. And I think he speaks within and you got to, you got to tap into that. You got to have that foundation, you know, because it's there. Mm, okay. Great advice. Great advice. So, if someone wanted to stay abreast of what you're doing, follow you on social media, find out about your projects, how could they get in touch with you or how could they find out that information? Yep. So the website, um, it's www.thesupernaturalinc.com. That's the website. Um, on top of that, Instagram, um, at supernatural underscore underscore inc. And um, I'm also, I have a personal page on Instagram, I'm at Mecca Almighty. So, you know, those are ways. And I'm on LinkedIn also. Okay, okay. Well, we're running out of time and I'd like to thank Janelle for coming on and sharing this wonderful information about Supernatural Inc. and your projects. I'm sure you'll have people follow you and want to find out more, especially about the documentary that you're working on uh, with Public Enemy. Um, until next week, everyone, consider yourself blacklit.